James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And verse 16. James chapter 5 and verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. We're going to do that this week. Amen? Amen. The effectual fervent prayer. Somebody say fervent prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer. Somebody say fervent prayer. Of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly. Somebody say earnestly. Somebody say fervently. Earnestly. That it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Now I just want to say something right there. That's a good prayer. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Prayed for it not to rain, and it didn't rain for a long time. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11. I won't give you the time to get there. You can just trust the screen. Not slowful in business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Not slowful in business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Today I'm going to preach from this thought. I shall be fervent. Look at your neighbor and say, I shall be fervent. Look at them and make sure they understand you. Tell them, not, not I can be, but I shall be. I shall be fervent. Lord, we thank you so very much for your word today. Lord, I ask that your strength and your help from heaven would, Lord, anoint this mind, this heart, this spirit, Lord, to deliver your word to the hearts of men and women that are in this place. No doubt there are those that are broken and hurting. And God, I know that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. And I ask, Lord, that that be evident in this place today. And Lord, let our heartbeat be as we leave this house today that we are going to be a fervent people of God. We're going to be fervent in worship. We're going to be fervent in prayer. We're going to be fervent in unity. Lord, I want to be unified with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord, I want to see your glory revealed in this last and closing hour. And Lord, if I can pray prayers like we're prayed in James. Lord, if I can live a life like it's lived right here in Romans chapter 12, Lord, then I am going to be all that you desire me to be. In Jesus' name. And the church says amen. Turn around and tell somebody they look good today and you may be seated. Praise God. I shall be fervent. Come on, shout it with me. I shall be fervent. I shall be fervent. 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 If I could turn your attention to the dictionary. Very hot, glowing, marked by great intensity or feeling. Showing intense feeling. Synonyms for fervent is impassionated, blazing, 
burning, fiery, flaming, glowing, overheated, passionate, red hot, white hot. That's real hot. That white flame, man, that's hot stuff right there. James chapter 5 and verse 16, God wants us to give it everything. If you want to summarize it, he wants us to give it our all. This isn't going to cut it. This isn't even going to cut it. But the effectual, fervent prayers of righteous men and women is what our God wants to see. He wants to feel and know that there are individuals in this place that are living a holy life, separated from this world. And when they are living that kind of life, when they pray, they don't pray a now I lay me down to sleep type of prayer. But they pray a prayer that is fervent. They pray a prayer that is flaming. They pray a prayer that is glowing and overheated and passionate and red hot and white hot. The words DC and energimi, I believe I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's all right, signifies energetic supplication or such a prayer as is suggested to the soul and wrought in by divine energy. When God designed to put inside of us a particular work, he designed in us a desire to touch him and to get a hold of him. And ladies and gentlemen, when we pray that, if you will, mealy mouth prayer, if we pray that lackadaisical prayer, then we will not touch him in spirit. But I'm here to submit to you today that we must get in our mind. As I talked to you about a moment ago, we must get in our mind and our heart. Lord, I'm not just going to have a little bit of supplication. I'm not just going to have a little bit of talking with you. But Lord, I've got to move your spirit. i got to move you, Lord, with my spirit. God, I desire to see something happen. I desire to see somebody change. I desire to see revival in my life, in those lives around me and such a power of prayer is granted faith faith should be immediately called into exercise that the blessing may be given the spirit of prayer is the proof that the power of God is present to heal I want you to hear me say that again. That the blessing may be given. The spirit of prayer is the proof. Somebody say the proof. The proof that the power of God is present to heal. In our home, or rather in our car, sometimes at home, sometimes over the phone, it's almost the same prayer every single day. But it is my intention, it's my intention for it not to be 
not to be just a repetitive thing. I don't want it to be and I don't desire it to be. And you can ask my kids. I've, I've got on my soapbox, if you will, at times to make sure that they know that this, this is not just a repetitive thing. This is not just something that we're doing. I want to do this with fervency. I want to do this with a passion and a zeal. But Jesus, cover us in your blood. Touch our teachers and our friends. Let them see you inside of me. Keep us from all harm and all evil. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not just praying that because I want to teach them something. No, I want them to believe that Jesus Christ can allow every person that they come in contact with to see him inside of them. I believe if come hell, come high water, rain, sleet, snow, issues and problems, that he can protect them and keep them and hold them close. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, how long the prayer is because it gives no particular evidence of divine inspiration. Oh, yes, I know. Man, that... That was a really nice long prayer. I was listening with my dad, the, the rodeo. He loves the rodeo, and it, it, it absolutely boggles my mind. I, I, I don't get it because I, I wasn't raised this way. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't fathom. This is a God that has saved us. This is a God that has created us, a God that has made us. He's, he's touched us. He's, he's ministered us. But... We can't talk to him without having it written down word for word. I, I, I didn't write, I don't have it written down. Sometimes it comes out the same way I know just now. I didn't even have it in my notes for my kids' prayer. I didn't say it the way that I always say it. And I'm sure that they were like, Dad, that wasn't right. But if we can't talk to God just with from, our, from the innermost part of our being. And we're supposed to have a relationship with him? You tell me how your spouse or how your kids would feel if you sat down at the table with them and you pulled out your paper and you just began to talk to them. Hey, Tate, how are you doing today? Did you have a good day, son, at school? Tate, I love you very, very much. Maris, you are so sweet and kind to your parents sometimes and your... I'm joking, I'm messing around. I'm messing around. That's odd, isn't it? And when we were listening to that rodeo, watching that rodeo, I was like, this person is reading this prayer. And let me tell you, this lady read forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm not joking. And you know what I felt? Now, it might have been because I was a little being, being a little skeptical, but I felt zero. I felt a nothing, a big fat goose egg. Why? And I'm not discounting her desire to pray or her being asked to pray or whatever it was. But ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how long it doesn't matter how beautiful the verbiage is. 
It, do, it doesn't matter if it's in a big, nice, pretty scroll or a, or a book that has gold plates on the outside. It does not matter. The only thing that matters is if your heart and your spirit is fervent and touching the throne room of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you on this Sunday morning, when we walk in here on Monday night, let your heart beat be. I'm going to be fervent. I'm going to be fervent on Monday night. I'm going to be fervent on Tuesday night and Wednesday night and Thursday night and Friday night because Jesus I want to get something done I want to see revival I want to see people saved I want to see people baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost I heard something said this week we talk about being full of the Holy Ghost and we talk about being an apostolic church ladies and gentlemen I want to see it in action I want to see it happen. I want to see this altar filled with people here in a moment with your hands raised, talking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. I want to see you on your knees touching the throne room of God, saying, God, I want to see revival in this place. The effectual fervent prayer the word effectual is not the most happy translation here since it seems to do little more than to state a tresm that a prayer which is effectual is availing. That is, I'm reading from commentary here, that is, that it is effectual. The Greek word, inner gumini, would be better rendered by the word, say it with me, energetic. energetic. Somebody say energetic. energetic. Look at your neighbor, say energetic. 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 Somebody say energetic. Energetic. Now say it like this. Energetic. energetic. It doesn't even go well. Look at him again. Say energetic. energetic. It would be better rendered by the word energetic. Which indeed is derived from it. The word properly refers to that which has power. Which, in its own nature, is fitted to produce an effect. Can I stop for a moment and tell you this? I don't know about you, but I don't want to just say words. I don't want to just waste time. I want my prayers to have an effect. Sister Jessica, would you stand to your feet for me just really quick? What's that word that you said to our team earlier today? Come on, say it loud. I want my prayers to have an impact. I want my prayers to make a difference. I want my prayers to get something done. 
Young people, I don't know about you, but I promise you, if you'll have some energy, if you'll be energetic when you seek the face of God, you're going to see your mama saved. You're going to see your daddy saved. You're going to see your friend saved. You're going to be seeing your son and your daughter. You're going to see anybody you want to see saved, saved. If you allow the word of God, you allow the word of God to teach you to be fervent. I want to be fervent in my prayer. I don't want to now lay me down to sleep prayer. Those are fitting. Those are in order at times. But ladies and gentlemen, oh man, if we can have a fervent prayer. I want to do things right in business, but I want to be fervent in spirit. In serving God, I want to be fervent. I don't want to mealy mouth, but I want to be fervent. This is the kind of prayer referred to here. It is not listless, indifferent, cold, lifeless, as if there were no vitality in it. Or power, but that which is adapted to the effect, the effect, the earnest, the sincere, the hearty desire, that is what we need to see when we pray. That something inside of you. Let me tell you something. In playing football, Brother Trevor, you can't be. You'll get hurt. I remember a young man. He was a foreign exchange student from Germany. His name was Felix Natter. Felix Natter. Felix Natter was a nice man, nice young man. But I can remember, and I felt so bad for him. It was wrong. My coaches were mean for doing this. But they did it. First of all, no joke, this is exactly how his stance was. He, didn't even, he couldn't even get down there, and he wouldn't. He was just right there. And he was playing on the scout defense, and it just so happened that our left guard would pull, and it was so wrong. I remember, I sincerely remember it during practice like it was yesterday. I remember. I, I was playing center because our, our uh, center had broken his right hand one week, and the next week he broke his left hand, and so he was playing left guard. And he was nothing. He was nothing less than energetic. He was extremely passionate about playing. And so here goes Cole. Boom. He pulls. And man, oh Felix, in his less than perfect two-point, three-point stance. He hit him so hard. And that young man flew back. And he was, like I said, he was a nice young man. And I actually have seen him on LinkedIn uh, in, in the now day. And he's really smart, and he's working for a Fortune 500 company, so he must be really smart. Um, but anyway, uh, at this particular day, he got all of that smart knocked out of him. Completely knocked off of his rear end, or off of his feet and onto his rear end, and it was a sad day. You cannot pray like that either, ladies and gentlemen. When the adversary comes in like a flood, when the adversary is got a price on your head, right. this isn't going to cut it. No, 
Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep is not going to cut it. But if you have the effectual, you're living right. Your heart is sold out to him. I love you, Jesus. And I'm living how your word declares me to live. And you have an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman. And you seek his face. And you cry out to him. And you call on his name. Somebody say fervent. Fervent. Say, I shall be fervent. I shall be fervent. It can't be something you think you're going to do. You've got to be fervent. You've got to be fervent. Oh, do I really have to pray hard? There's times that you don't have to pray like I'm talking about. There's times that you can just talk to God. There's times that I'm driving in my car, I'm just talking to God. I can remember, I've told you this story before, but I can remember Jeff Donahue on Morton Street at the red light right there by Cantina Line. Goodness gracious, I don't know if it was a song, I don't know what it was, but he was fervent in whatever he was doing in the front seat of his car all by himself with nobody else in. Didn't know I was there. Didn't know what was going on. And all I did was like, look at that guy. Who is it? And I was like, oh, that's Jeff Donahue. Praise the Lord. He's excited about going to work at the bank. But you know what was happening? He was getting something done. He was about to go into a world that he didn't really like living in. But he said, I'm going to touch you, Jesus. I'm going to grab a hold of you, Jesus. I'm going to get something done in prayer on my way to work. I want something to be preserved. You need to pray like you want something preserved. I want something to happen. You need to pray like you want something to happen. I want my son saved. Well, you need to pray like you want your son saved. Don't just say, oh, Jesus, could you do this for me? God, can you do this? Jesus, I need you to save my family. Jesus, I need revival in my church. Jesus, I need a Holy Ghost outpouring in my community. Jesus, I need my job to do something right now. You see, what we sometimes do is we get desperate when we got to be desperate. We get desperate when we got when we have to, when our backs to the wall. Now I'm going to get desperate. But the Bible gives no indication. Of the back was against the wall. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. It avails much. When you're just living life. And you're doing good. And you hadn't got a bad report. And you hadn't got a call that man that tears your world upside down. Amen. I know a thing or two about that. When everything's going great. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I exalt you. You are the one and only true God. And Lord, I give you all praise and all honor that is due unto your name. And Lord, I come before you right now and I need you to do a work right now in my family. God, I need a miracle. I need a sign, a wonder. God, I need you to undergird my spirit and strengthen me in my spirit. Lord, I'm going to let my spirit right now be fervent before you. I'm not going to be lackadaisical. I'm not going to go through the motions but Lord I'm crying out to you but I want something to happen whenever I pray praise God you may be seated
There is but a single word. A single word. The original to answer the translation. Effectual fervent. Effectual fervent. Inwrought by the Spirit or inwrought by prayer. But the whole force of the original is expressed by the word energetic or earnest. Can I submit to you on this Sunday morning that there has to be an earnest prayer? There has to be, yes, be energetic, but there has to be an earnest prayer. And that earnest prayer, that energetic prayer, as I have repetitively said already, has to be of a righteous man or a righteous woman. A righteous mankind, I'm living a life that is completely and totally dependent on you. I'm living a life that is focused on you. I'm living a life that has nothing else, no other agenda in mind. Lord, my life is a life for you. I'm holy. I'm acceptable. That is my reasonable service. And Lord, now earnestly I come before you. And when you come, maybe energetic, and you come with an earnest prayer, the Bible says, it availeth much. It says that something is going to happen in layman's terms. It's saying that the job will get done. You know, can I just be transparent to you this morning? There are people that I have talked to in my short time as pastor. I prayed, Pastor Darren, and I'm not making fun at all. I'm hoping that those that are in here that maybe stand in the same place, that you too can evaluate. I prayed, Pastor Darren. I've done all I need to, that I know to do. I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to do. I prayed, Pastor Darren. I sought the face of God. Well, there's two things that we got to do. Yes, let's be energetic. Let's pray earnestly. But let's also evaluate ourselves. Are we living righteous and living holy before the Lord? And I would dare say that 99.9% of the time it has nothing to do with how earnest that you are. It has nothing to do with how energetic you are. But it has everything to do with are you living a life that is holy before the Lord? Who cares how long the prayer is, I said a moment ago. Who cares how many enticing words that are in there and how big how many big words are in there and how good your vocabulary is it does not matter what matters is am i a righteous individual am i living a life that is separated from the world can i again one more time submit to you today 
Yes, be fervent. Yes, be, have that effectual fervent prayer. But ladies and gentlemen, be righteous. Make sure, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Why must we die daily? Why must we go before the throne room on a daily basis and say, God, purify me. Cleanse me with hyssop. Make me new. Make me righteous before you. Why? Because I want my prayers to avail my. Clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people. Again, the quality on which the success of the prayer depends is not on talent. It's not on learning. It's not on rank. It's not on your wealth. Or office. Doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States. It doesn't matter if you are the president of that Fortune 500 company. Doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a superintendent. Doesn't matter if you're a valedictorian or salutatorian. It does not matter. But the fact, the fact remains. If your prayer is going to avail much. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to be righteous men and righteous women. I do understand that that does, in fact, merit a hand clap. But I would today on this Sunday morning that we would look at ourselves and say, Lord, am I living how you want me to live? Am I what you desire me to be? Lord, this week when we come together for our consecration week, when we come together some fasting this week and some praying this week, Lord, am I just starving myself or am I living a life that is holy and acceptable unto you? Lord, am I, it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter what pedigree that you have. It doesn't matter what you've done in life. What matters is are you a righteous man or a righteous woman. So this week when we walk into this building, will you, will you avail much? Will you avail much with your prayers or will you waste an hour and that's all you do? I would to God before we leave this place today that we would come to an altar here in just a moment and we would search ourselves. We would grab the hand of our loved one, our neighbor, and we'll say, hey, listen, let's get to this altar together and let's make sure that we get everything right. Let's make sure that we talk to the Lord today and ask him to create in us clean hearts and renew in us right spirits because I don't want this week to be to no avail. I don't want to walk in this building, sir, ma'am, buddy, friend, wife, husband. I don't want to walk in this place and spend an hour in prayer, praying through the tabernacle or, or praying how we need to pray just by ourselves and it do absolutely nothing. Quite frankly, after this week is over, I don't want every prayer just to be hot air into the air. But I want it to avail much. Truth Church, let's be a church that prays. But let's be a church that prays and get something done when we pray. Can you lift your voice to him one more time? Avail <laughs> much. 
is chewy. Is strong. Has efficiency. Prevails. The, the idea of strength or power is that which enters into the word. Strength that overcomes resistance and secure. It has been said that prayer moves the arm that moves the world. Prayer moves the arm that moves the world. Would you think about that for a moment with me? When I pray, <laughs> when I am praying as a righteous man, when I'm praying that my heart is forgiven, my mind is pure, my spirit is right before the Lord, when I pray, my prayer... <laughs> Moves the arm that moves the world. When there's an issue here, when I pray, the arm goes into action. When there's a problem or an issue in this home, in this friend, in this family, when I pray, the arm moves into action and begins to take care of and pick and change this and change that. When I pray, when I'm living how I need to live, when I'm holy and acceptable unto the Lord, Thank you, Jesus. If anything, anything that can prevail with God, it is prayer that is humble, that is fervent, and that is earnest in petitioning. We have no power to control Him. We cannot dictate we cannot dictate or prescribe to him. We cannot resist him in the execution of his purpose. But we may ask him for what we desire. And he has graciously said that such of asking may affect much for our own good and the good of our fellow man. Nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing has been more clearly demonstrated in history, in the history of the world, than that right there. We can come before him living a holy and a pure life, and we can ask. The Bible says, ask, ask anything in, and I will. Oh, praise God. But ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to pray those kind of prayers, if we're going to pray an effectual prayer, if we're going to pray a prayer that's earnest, if we're going to pray a prayer that needs blessing, if we're going to pray those type of prayers that are going to accomplish anything and grant anything, then ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure that our heart is pure, that our mind is pure, that our spirit is where it needs to be with the one and only true God. Jesus, I shall be fervent, but Lord, I also want my spirit to be right. Do you want your spirit to be right? Do you want your heart to be right? Do you want to live a life that is holy and acceptable unto the Lord?
I do too. I do too. But the main reason I want to do that is because I understand when I do that, I will get something done when it comes to praying. You know, I want you to hear me for a second. And I am not diminishing anything that has been said to me over the past week. But it's been said to me many a times, many a times, over text and, and verbally conversation. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you and your family. I'm praying for your church. I'm praying for God to give direction. I'm praying, I'm praying. And it is an honor system, ladies and gentlemen, that I just trust and hope that you are living your life how the Bible tells us to live our life. Because I truly want every prayer that you pray, every prayer that somebody tells you they're praying for you, I truly want that prayer, Sister Joe, to avail much. I want that prayer to get something done. I don't want, I don't want somebody just to waste their time. I want prayer to take place, and I want something to happen. I want something to be changed. I want somebody to move the arm that moves the world. And so on this Sunday morning for the next couple of minutes, can I just submit to you, make sure, make sure when you tell somebody I'm praying for you, that this right here is where it needs to be with him. Make sure that your mind and your spirit is living how it needs to live with him. Because the effectual fervent prayer only works for a righteous man. It only takes place and you only get to the latter part of that verse if you're a righteous man. And I want truth, church, I want your prayers to work. I want Pastor Darren's prayers to work. So what must I do? I must live a holy life before the Lord. And I don't, this does not, this does not sound nice and doesn't win friends and influence people. But I told you a moment ago, it doesn't matter how pretty the prayer is. It doesn't matter the office that you hold. It doesn't matter who you think you are. If you're not righteous and holy and pure before the Lord then truly what all that you're doing is putting hot air out into the air. Can I ask a question for Truth Church? I know I'm kind of slowing down here, but can I ask a question to you that are in this building? Do you want your prayers to do something? You see, I want us to pray for the lost and I want them to be saved. I want us this week, I truly, I want us to pray and I've been thinking about it. I thought about it last night. I could not sleep. I was sharing with Trevor. could not sleep. I tried to go to bed early, and that was not a good idea because I woke up, and I was just looking through commentaries over my notes and putting some more things in here. And, and I started thinking about this coming week. And I was like, man, I don't want to just get into a tradition of praying to the tabernacle and, oh, man, we got a week of consecration. And I want something to happen. I want us to pray 
And I want us to be righteous and holy in our living. And when we pray, we pray for the lost to come in. And as we're praying, they start walking in the doors. I want to pray for the Holy Ghost to be at, at work and in operation. I want, I want people to be talking in other tongues. The Spirit of God gives the utterance. Ladies and gentlemen, it's real. It's not fake. It's not some crazy jargon that you learn in the back room somewhere. No, it's a, it's a heavenly language. God fills you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues. As the Spirit of God gives you the utterance, I want that to be in operation in here this week. I want people that have never received the Holy Ghost to receive the Holy Ghost. I want some people in this place. I want you. I want you to reach out and disciple a soul and then come to the house of God, get baptized in Jesus' name, and be transformed and renewed in the power of his spirit. I want them to have communion again, how God first intended it to be. God has graciously, graciously given us the opportunity to have his favor He's graciously given us the opportunity to be granted, to be granted his favor. And ladies and gentlemen, we can have it. Yes. Sir, you can have it. When you pray, your prayer can have power. When you pray, you can get answers. When you pray, you don't have to feel like that your prayers hit the ceiling. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll get your heart right, if we'll get our spirit right, if we'll live how God wants us to live holy and acceptable unto him, guess what? We will be granted what Jesus Christ desires to grant us when we pray an effectual, fervent prayer as a righteous man and a righteous lady. Cross-bearing. Cross-bearing. There are many lovers of Christ, but few cross-bearers. A. Kempis said this, Jesus hath now many lovers of his kingdom, but few bearers of the cross. He hath many desires, but few that will travail. He finds many companions at his table, but few, few want to abstain to draw closer. All desire to rejoice with him. Few are willing to endure anything for him and with him. Many follow Jesus unto the breaking of bread, but few to the drinking of the cup of his passion. Soul winning. Soul winning. William Foster, he said this. All the great revivalists of the church have had what has been called a passion for souls. John Smith, the mighty Westland preacher, used to say, I am a broken-hearted man, not myself, but on account of others. 
God has given me such a sight of the value of a precious soul that I cannot live if souls are not saved. And with passion and with fervency, he said, Oh, give me souls or else I die. First Peter, which we are studying on Wednesday night, says this, chapter 4 and verse 7. But the end of things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto, what's it say? Prayer. Prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Before you read, Brother Trevor, I want to share one more thing. Brother Gary, if you would put his picture on the screen. Consecration. Consecration of Jonathan Edwards. I claim no right to myself. Please listen. I claim no right to myself. No right to this understanding. This will, these affections that are in me. Neither do I have any right to this body or its members. No right to this tongue, to these hands, feet, ears, or eyes. I have given myself clear away and not retained anything of my own. This is consecration of Jonathan Edwards. I have been to God this morning and told him I have given myself wholly to him. I have given every power so that for the future I claim no right to myself in any respect. I have expressly promised him, for by his grace, I will not fail. I take him as my whole portion and faculty, looking upon nothing else as any part of my happiness. His law is the constant rule of my obedience. I will fight with all my might against the world. Listen to it. The flesh and the devil to the end of my life. I will adhere to the faith of the gospel, however horrendous and difficult the profession and practice of it may be. I receive the blessed spirit as my teacher sanctifier and only comforter and cherish all admonishes to the enlightened pur purify comfort or confirm and comfort and assist me this I have done I pray God for the sake of others to look upon this as self deficient and receive me as his own henceforth I am not to act in any respect as my own, 
I shall act as my own if I ever make us of any of any of my powers to do anything that is not to the glory of God or to fail to make the glorifying of him my whole and earnest business. If, oh man, if I murmur in the least at afflictions, if I am in any way uncharitable, if I revenge my own case, if I do anything purely to please myself or omit, or omit anything because it is great denial, if I trust to myself, if I take any praise for any good, good which Christ does by me, or if I am, if I am in any way proud, I shall act as my own and not God's. I purpose to be absolutely his. I want to be absolutely his. It's not about you getting no. glory. It's not about me getting any glory. It's not about Truth Church getting any glory. Ladies and gentlemen, it must be that I want to have a right spirit, a right heart. And when I pray, I want to pray. And when something begins to happen, all glory and all honor is due unto him. It's not because I was good. It was not because I was righteous. It was not because I had every eye dotted and every T crossed. But God is to give you all glory and all honor. Isaiah 66 in verse 7. Before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath, su who hath seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once. Listen to this, Truth Church, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to hear this scripture right here. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Soon as the church decided to travail, soon as the church was living righteous and holy as a unified body, Brother Jonathan, we were living how God wanted us to live and we decided to pray how God wanted us to pray. Then we started bringing forth something. We started seeing backsliders come in. We started seeing people that weren't saved come in. We started seeing people change when we didn't think they could be changed. Why? Because we unified. We got together and began to travail and begin to pray and we had fervency in our spirit. God, I want to see something happen. Not that I get the glory, but that you get all glory and all the honor. Would you read for me, Brother Trevor? Revelation 3, beginning at verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. 
which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, hear it. Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, and to the angel, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. Come on and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness doth not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent come on hear it today church behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Give me a second. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Truth Church, I believe Jesus is at the door right now and he's yes. saying, hey. Do you want to be fervent in your prayer? Right. Do you want to get something done when you pray? Yes, Do you want to see something happen, Truth Church? Yes. Do you want your friends saved? Yes. Do you want your family members saved? Yes. Do you want to see something take place in your youth group? Yes. Do you want to see something take place in this church? Yes. Do you want to see a revival you've never seen before? Yes. I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Is there any man, is there any lady that's going to hear me today? Read, Brother Trevor. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am sat down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Come on, you stand to your feet all across the building. Are you going to hear what the Spirit is saying to Truth Church today? I shall be fervent. It's more than just an anthem. It's more than just saying, this is what I want to see happen. This has got to be something that burns with inside of you. I want to be fervent. And to be fervent, I've got to look inside of myself and I've got to say, God, search me cleanse me Lord make me new before you Lord I want to be an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony Lord I want others to see what you see in me Lord I want to see in this church what you see in this church and in order for that to happen I got to be righteous I got to be holy before I come before the throne room boldly truth church I want to come before the throne room boldly but I want to be righteous and holy would you come with your family right now? Would you come with a friend right now to this altar? And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. 
and he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thy hand upon thy bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. And Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the arrow of deliverance for Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians and Apic till thou art consumed until thou hast consumed them and he said take the arrow and he took them and he said unto the king of Israel smite upon the ground and he smote thrice somebody say fervency somebody say fervent look at your neighbor and say I shall be fervent and the Bible says he smote thrice and stayed and the man of God was wroth with him and said thou shouldest have smitten five or six times somebody say fervent then hadst thou smite Syria till thou hadst consumed it whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice pastor why do you read that scripture I read that scripture because it's up to you whether you want to be fervent or not. It's up to you if you want to get something done in your prayer life or not. It's up to you if you desire to see God do something that you've never seen him do before. It's up to you. He's only going to do what you have desire in your spirit for him to do. God, I want to be right. I want to be pure. I want to be holy from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I want to be righteous before you. I don't want there to be any gray areas in my life. I don't want to kind of be a churchgoer, but I want to be a churchgoer. I want to live holy and acceptable unto you, Lord. Who cares if anybody else thinks I'm holy? But if I'm living by your word. If I've come out from this world and I'm separate from this world. And I'm not touching unclean things. I'm not living an unclean life. I'm living a holy and acceptable life. Then Lord, I'm going to come before you with fervency. You see, if there would have been some fervency in these men of battle. It would have been five and six times until they consumed them. You see, so many times we'll go to prayer and we'll be fervent. God, I need you to do this. God, I, I'm asking you to come and minister, Lord. I'm asking you to do this. But all of a sudden, we get overwhelmed by life. We get overwhelmed by things. We're not living how we should live. And we allow the ways and the things of this world to creep into our spirit and our mind. And we get discouraged and we do not consume what we should be consuming. We do not destroy what we should be destroying in prayer. But it gets one over on us and we're the ones that get destroyed. We're the ones that get lackadaisical. But again, this morning, I want to submit to you today, I shall be fervent. If you could lift your hands all across this building and first and foremost, why don't we repent before the Lord? That's spiritually doing an about face. You're turning away from anything and everything that is not pleasing to God. 
God, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. I want to be holy and acceptable unto you. Lord, that's just my reasonable service. I want to be pure in mind. I want to be pure in heart. I want to be pure in spirit. And Lord, I want my prayers to do something. I don't want my prayers to feel like they hit the ceiling. But Lord, when I pray with fervency and I pray with passion and zeal and fire and red hot fire and white fire, I pray with that kind of passion and zeal. Lord, I want something to happen. And God, it will only happen if I'm a righteous child of God. If I'm living a righteous and a holy life. Lord, I love you. Come on, church. Come on, family. Dad, why don't you pray for your children right now? Lord, we want our prayers to be answered in our home. Sir, why don't you pray, God? Purify me. Make me new. If you're living in sin, don't expect your prayers to be answered. If you're living separated from God right now, don't expect for you to have fervency prayers. Because the Bible explicitly says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Nothing's going to happen according to God's word if you're not living righteous and holy before the Lord. That's not for me to say. That's not for Truth Church to say. But let the Bible be your dictator. Let the Bible be your director. Let the Bible be the one that teaches you and guides you and shows you. Come on, if you're in this place and you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's for you today. Except the man is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. Here in your love. Here in your love, Jesus. No place I would rather be. Come on, would you lift your hands all across this building? Would you close your eyes, lift your hands? God, I want my family to be saved. I want healing to come into my home. I want healing to come into my body. Purify me. Come on, this week you may want to fast. This week you may want to consecrate yourself. You may want to abstain from something. Oh, I encourage you to do it. Start today. Start this evening. Enter into this week of prayer. Enter into this week of consecration. 
goodness, I'm going to live a life that's been purified, that's been made new. as righteous men and women. It's going to happen if we're righteous. It's going to happen if we're living holy. Consecrated, no that I live consecrated. No other place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more. me a favor if you would maybe you have family here maybe not maybe you have close friends here but if you have your family here once you get in a circle if you have close friends I just want you to get in a little circle maybe five or six of you maybe just your immediate family if you have a big family like I do that's fine I just want you to get in a circle and face each other I want you to be able to look at people people around you in the eyes just two of you. Why don't you grab each other's hands and look at each other in the eyes? I want you to tell each other we're going to be fervent in our prayer. But I want you to tell each other more than that. We're going to be righteous. We're going to be righteous. We're going to be fervent in our prayer, Tate. Quinn, we're going to be fervent in our prayer. We're going to pray with fervency, Creed and Amaris. But we're going to be righteous. We're going to live a life that is separated from the world. We're going to live a life that's pure. Come on, I want you to tell somebody I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do, Tate. Quinn, that's what I'm going to do. That's what Dad's going to do. I want you to begin to pray for that individual right now. I want you to pray for these individuals that you have their hands in your hands. And I want you to pray that God would allow them to do exactly what they're saying. It's not just 
hollow words, but it's truth. Come on, husband. You got to put your money where your mouth is right now. You're looking at your wife in the eyes. You're looking at your children in the eyes. And you're telling them, I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to be holy, Tate. Amaris, I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be righteous when I'm here and when I'm at home. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that so our prayers will avail much. So something will happen when we pray. God will do something. When we pray, people will be saved. When we pray, Cain is going to come to church. When we pray, John's going to get the Holy Ghost. And Aaron's going to get the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray and God's going to do it. But we're going to live righteous first. We're going to live in relationship with God first. Come on, we got to pray those kind of prayers. Come on, Quinny. Your friend, she's going to come back to church. Her mom and daddy are going to get the Holy Ghost. Her mama's going to pray through. Come on, Crosby's going to come to church. Her mama's going to come back to her roots. She's going to be apostolic Holy Ghost field. And it's only going to happen when we're righteous, baby. It's only going to happen when we decide to be righteous, when we decide to be holy, and we decide to seek His faith with fervency. God, let us come before you with red hot fire prayers, white fire prayers. God, do your work in Crosby's life. Do your work in Ray, the Ray family's life. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. In the name of Jesus, let us live a righteous and a holy life. And when we pray, God, let things come to pass that you desire to come to pass. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's not about you, sir. It's not about me, ma'am. It's about all glory and honor being given to God. God, I want to be a vessel that's pleasing to you. I want to be a vessel, Lord, that does what you desire us to do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, cover us in your blood right now. 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 Your blood still flows from Calvary. God, let us have a commitment we've never had. Let us have consecration that we've never experienced. Let us be committed to you, Holy Ghost Field. Come on, sir, when's the last time? When's the last time you let the Holy Ghost do the talking for you? All glory and all honor due to Jesus. All glory and all honor be given to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, would you lift your voice to him? Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? There's nothing wrong with our Savior. There's nothing wrong with our King. 
He is the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords and he'll always be the King of kings and he'll always be the Lord of lords. There's nothing wrong with him. But many times, many times, our prayers come from lips that aren't holy. Our prayers come from hearts that are not pure. But I would to God, I would to God that we would come before him boldly today and say, God, purify me. God, I'm going to abstain from this or I'm going to abstain from that. God, I'm going to remove this out of my life or I'm going to remove this out of my life. And the reason I'm going to do that, Lord, is because I want to become consecrated to you and you only. I don't want anything to be in my way or anything to get in the ways of my effectual fervent prayer. And when we live like that, we'll start having testimonies. We'll start being able to say, Pastor, man, I prayed and God did this. And God did this. And God did this. Let me tell you something. He's still a prayer answering God. There's nothing wrong with the prayer answering God. But a lot of times it's with the one that's making the supplication. It's the one that's making the petition. God purify us. Cleanse us with hyssop, Lord. That we'd be made new and made holy before you. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word today. Lord, we're going to be fervent in our prayers. But Lord, we're also going to be righteous. Our spirit will be made whole. Our life will be made whole before you. So Lord, we'll have prayers. We'll have prayers that will be answered. And you will gain all the glory and honor that is due to your name. We honor you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Amen, amen. Greet one another today. Hug somebody's neck today. Pray for somebody today. Youth, parents, if you would, make your way to the, to the uh, prayer room. Make your way to the prayer room, Brother Jordan.